This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and Tamar. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And this is without a doubt Uncensored. And a beautiful and exciting guest this morning, Coach KB. That means you have to say hello. This is radio, so you can't just smile nicely and I'm get people they can to see me. No, it does not work like that. Radio, ears, talk. I'm sure they can see me. It looks like there's cameras in here. You've got such an awesome smile, but they can't see it. Hello. Really cool that you came this morning. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Me. So, uh, are you smart? I try. I think you're quite smart, but let's see how smart you actually are. No, no, got Is this the part where I walk out? No, not at all. No, 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 no. Dirty dictionary word. Today's dirty dictionary word is lactophilia. Lactophilia. Any clue what lactophilia is? Tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> Jonty, I think I am, I am not a very clever person when it comes to understanding English, first of all. And you sell, you know, you sell yourself so short. No, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lovely, smart, amazing human being, but English, you, you know, lactophilia, you know, lacto, like milk, like, uh, mm. it's like licking, you know, like loving, um, somebody who's breastfeeding to, that's, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read so it. Simple. Is it that? It's that. Lacto- oh, so wow. it's, a, it's a fetish for <laughs> breast fetish milk. For breast oh, milk. wow. Yeah. Just think about lacto. So it's either you get turned on by cow's milk, which can be, we, all humans do yeah. that. I mean, you could do like Cleopatra. You can have a, a milk, milk bath. bath yeah. yeah. Lactophilia. I thought it's mm. like lack of fillings or something. You <laughs> see, you are smarter than you, you, and you have good intentions as well. You're not like filthy mind like us. No, but I no. think I actually, I, well, I, teacher. we spoke one of the shows, I think a year ago, we mm. spoke with somebody about that fetish. I think it came from like it, it ring a bell. Okay. So yeah. this fetish is only for men, I, I suppose. No. Can women no. also have this? Of course. Okay. So they also drink the milk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah just and a fetish for, for breast milk. <laughs> and milk is good for you. No, and milk <laughs> is for babies, but it's a fetish. It's some yeah. kind of liking. Yeah. yeah. So here you go. I've learned something new. You've learned something. Stick new. around. You yeah, will learn a lot <laughs> of new things. Terrible things. <laughs> Not terrible at all. And you should wonderful not say that, things. Coach. <laughs> You should not Wonderful say that. Tell us, tell us what you do, and then people will know that you're not supposed to say yes. that. Oh, well. So, we are talking this morning about how black women in South Africa experience sex. And it's really interesting because for a lot of people, it's, it's a world that people just don't know about. Yeah. Um, we have incredibly high levels of abuse um, where 
two out of three women, if not more, have experienced abuse in South Africa. Mm. What is the impact that have on people's lives, on their relationships, on pleasure, um, on the cycles? Are we just reproducing cycles? What healing options are people exploring? And what are the pleasure possibilities more than anything else? So thank you for coming to share this with us. Yeah, I'm very, um, I'm very happy to be here. Um, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for me, I must say. Um, black women in particular. I'm going to interrupt you for one okay. sec because I think our WhatsApp line is working. Oh, so okay. you can message us questions, comments, um, on 079-748-2090 and we'd love to hear your experiences. Yeah. Now you may carry on. Thank Back you. to me. Back to you. <laughs> Well, I find that a lot of black women, especially, I, and I'm talking from a point of um, the women that I talk to. I talk to a lot of women. I yes. coach a lot of Why women as well. So let's talk about that. Who are Who you? Are what you? gives you the right to stand here and say whatever you say? Beyond the <laughs> fact that on this platform, anybody with something valid to say has a voice. Besides the fact that I'm a model, a professional model. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, I'm a dating and social coach. I talk about a lot of social issues. I bring okay. them forth. I develop and um, have a lot of um, sessions for women that have to do with intimacy, have to do with living on purpose, uh, different things. Just mm. I, I create sacred spaces for women to just come out and talk about stuff, but not only for women. Lately, I'm finding that men also have a lot to say as well. Um, so I'm trying to create that space for men as well. Mm. Um, and that's so important because men have very few platforms to voice things, especially exactly. emotional issues. Exactly. Um, with compassion, with openness, with honesty, yeah. um, and a space of being heard. And they need that. And, and particularly black men, you know, um, yeah. they, the experience or the knowledge that they have is from each other. And half of the time, it's not even accurate. It's stuff that you people make up, you know, um, recycle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as a generalization, men exaggerate and women downplay. Exactly. And the general connection that men have is based on, on business, on sport, on politics. Um, it's not an emotional connection. That's and, so true. And very true. few men have an emotional connection with other men. So we talk about how big our cocks are. We talk about how many orgasms we made her have the night before. Oh, how I made her cry. And that's a sign that, I, uh, that I I'm a, a man. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I made her cry. Yeah. Well, sexually, that is. If, oh. if she makes a noise that sounds like she's in pain, then I've done a good job. Yeah. Oh wow and That's for me cool yeah. to know Because this is really something That I, and, I didn't know And so many myths about sex And as important as it is For women to have a space And there are a lot of spaces For women um, There are very few spaces For, for men, for men. And, and you know what scares me Is that now we're leaving them behind We're getting into a world Where women are progressive They are you know Doing stuff for themselves They intimately know what they want They know their pleasure zones They know how to talk about intimacy openly You know and share their fantasy But we're getting We now have this huge bulk of men Who are there not knowing what You know they're just following along And not knowing what what do they want? What do they say? What what voice do they have? You know. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that when I've given talks at at functions that have been um, more for black people, women want to learn. They want to know. They want to explore. They want to ask questions, and a lot of men are terrified. Terrified. I actually want, had one um, guy say to me, you know, um, I I have no idea how to pleasure my woman, and it's so scary because she has so much ideas. About what she wants and mm. what she wants. That I, I feel like 
I'm not living her up to her expectation. Yeah. Oh, and wow. this man was terrified that my girlfriend knows more than I do. And I feel like, sh- should I judge her for it? Does that mean she's been around a lot? You know, and that's the oh. mentality again oh, um, cool. with most black people is that the more you know, the more you've been around mm. um, Which, sexually. Uh, yeah. And it's such a, a myth that because it simply means someone's learned, they've researched, they've read stuff. Um, it doesn't mean that they've had oh, a lot they of have, sex. They're very creative. Yeah. You know? They're very but, creative. They have a great mind. But I have to tell you, that's across the board, that your partner does something new or tries something new. And for so many people, their first resp- where did you learn where that? Where did you learn that from? Yeah. Who did you learn it from? <laughs> yeah. Instead of, you could Embracing have actually it. researched this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, just the other day, um, when was it? I was talking about tantra sex the other time and... Um, People were just like What are you talking about What is she on about Having sex without having sex What is that mm. You know So um, it's, The reaction is Is quite amazing to see But also We still scared to ask the questions Yeah And that's what we need the platform for So We want to talk more about women this morning But we don't want to make that exclusive At mm. all So men okay. Just know There are platforms for you There are places that you can learn And I think for so many men, they see it as a sign of weakness. Absolutely, because you're supposed to know. Yeah. You're just supposed to so be that man. How are you supposed to know? But if they don't even learn. ask for di- directions, how no. are they going to ask yeah, for? Yeah, you're going to stay lost. <laughs> Never mind what your GPS tells you. Your GPS is not going to tell you where and how to find her G-spot and, and what to do with it when you've woken it up. They don't even use GPS. No, you no. don't use. You use your, your so, erection as your as your guideline. Yeah. And that usually yeah. is, as you mentioned before, um, when you, you know, when is sex over? And you said to me, men answer to you when I come. Yeah, I actually asked. Um, that's the campus. That's yeah. the that's the compass. That's like when does sex start? When I want to. When does sex sex end? When I want. When to. When I come. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and that's been the perception with a lot of men. When you ask them, so it actually happened to me as well. Where one of my um, ex boyfriends, bye. <laughs> one of my ex boyfriends, um, bye. He was bye. No, no, no. Uh, bye to him. <laughs> one of my ex boyfriends. Um, we had actually that deep conversation where I was like. You know, when does sex end? Like, mm. when when is it over? You know, um, because we were just having sex and he's not coming and I'm tired. I'm like, dude, get off. What's happening? <laughs> you know, like, get up. <laughs> and he's like, but I, ha- I haven't, I haven't come yet. Mm. So I'm like, okay, so because you haven't, so that means that I it's not done yeah. Yeah. until, until you know. A, there's a whole new thing that I've been talking about. It was triggered by at a conversation with someone this week. That was one of the most amazing questions arose from it that I've heard in a long time that I'm going to write something about. And the question is, whose orgasm is it? Whose orgasm is it anyway? And who are you? Yeah. (laughs) And that's the title that I'm working with. And who are you having the orgasms for? And as a woman, are your orgasms yours? Are you having them just to please him? Or are you having them just because you should and there's pressured? And for men... As well, who are your orgasms for? Are they really to perform? Are they really about pleasure? Is there this connection between your heart and your genitals? Where are your orgasms coming from? You know, it's an amazing idea and it's really struck me as a huge thing. And this came from like chatting to a customer or, or just, yeah, it's, yeah. because it's, yeah, someone that I'm working yeah, with. Yeah, because it's fascinating that if you don't want, first of all, to have the discussion, so you're describing a conversation already happening in your, in your clinic, mm. in your, in your therapy room and, you know, and I think you can identify with that as well. If the, the conversation doesn't start because there's a pain or because there's a need, the conversation will not be ignited. Uh, and no. that's what's scary. 
that all these amazing topics that you're mentioning, Jonti, how do you even get to people who want them to start to have the conversation? Yeah. How do you even do you, maybe we should, we should try and, and, and conv- convince men to say, would you like to have more? Would you, you know, not always to start the conversation from pain. Oh, your wife is about to divorce you. Oh, you never had a successful, meaningful relationship. Like, how can you start a happy, re- a happy discussion? That's something that you do, yeah. right? You have yeah. 3,000 women following you and you have groups of women that you have discussions. But what did you find that it's the easiest to maybe bring the topic up with men in conversations or in relationship? It's to show them the benefits of it. So, um, what is the benefit for, for the man, for example, if she has an orgasm? You know, what is, what is the benefit, John T, from a man's perspective? If I have an orgasm, what's, what's, what's your take? Are you asking? Well, yeah, I'm asking, hey, (laughs) what's the benefit? Well, it's really interesting because that goes back to who are you having the orgasm for? So if you're having the orgasm for me to prove that I am a good lover and to appease my ego, Mm. Then what is the benefit? Because all that you're doing then is appeasing my ego. Exactly. How much of that orgasm is for you? It's for me, actually. Yeah. Or how much of it is to keep me happy and me peaceful instead of this is really about my pleasure. Mm. Have I really owned this? Yeah. Can I really take it and take all of it Mm. just for me? Just for you. Exactly. Selfishly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. Mm. And as a man, can I help you, not give you? Because that's a very big thing. I'm Giving you the orgasm. No. Yeah. I'm so. making you come. Then I get to where I did the job. I did the work. That's right. <laughs> and then whose orgasm is it? Because it's not yours then. Interesting. I can't wait to read that. Eh? That's mine. Yeah. But it's also very interesting to see that during sex, do women still participate and own it and actually get themselves to come as well? Or is it yeah. just that they're sitting there waiting for this poor guy to do so much work? You know, men are also not used to women... Doing work that they feel That's why they feel like they own it It's my orgasm I gave it to you mm. Because I did the work All you did was sit there And not even tell me if, if it was okay yeah. Not even talk Thumbled to me in the dark. Not even yeah. moan Not even yeah. do anything You know I, I did the work You know yeah. so, so we all have to own our own sexuality And I read an article a little while ago That said If you want to be a good lover Because a lot of people come and ask me but how do I be a good lover and how to be an amazing lover and how to be a tantric master and how do I be a dominatrix and a dom and all of the, and everybody wants to know. And they, they want to, they want to know where the ego can be rested yeah. there. And they think it's all in firstly the technique. And then especially this happens a lot at, at expos where, where we show the Yoni massage mm. DVD and you see the woman in this incredible state of pleasure and they come and they ask afterwards, so what's the lube? Because they're convinced that the lube or the, or the oil or whatever is the trick. <laughs> that's the trick. You're just going to put it on has pulses and, and, like yeah, and that's what's going to yeah, do. Yeah, what's the magic oil? <laughs> that's it. And my understanding has moved to, you want to be a good lover, go within yourself. So we'll post a link to that article. Okay, I'm writing it down. We have a new thing. Anything that you would like to let our listeners know, if it's a good book, a good source, you're, whatever, mm. then you tell us. We write it, and then there's on the podcast page some so notes. On our, so okay. I will yeah. mention that on our podcast page, we have a new feature, mm. which is because we talk about a lot of sources and resources mm. on the show. And um, we're posting them Sharing on a separate them. page yeah. on our show. Dory so did it amazingly. Can, it's super can get beautiful. Them. So it's beautiful. So we'll post a link to that article. And it's if you want to be a good lover, go within. 
That's you want to learn about sex, learn about yourself. Yourself. And that's where it comes from. Learn what works for you, what doesn't work that's for it. you. Be curious about your body. Yeah. Be curious about your belief as well about sex, about certain positions. You know, there's also this belief that, um, you know, like you'd get a lot of women saying, no, I'm, 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 I'm uncomfortable with the doggy style, for mm. example, because I don't see what he's doing. What if he's busy making faces behind me? Well, but it's also about then the belief, like be curious about what is it that you believe about certain things that you're not comfortable about? Yeah. Why are you not and comfortable? And where does the belief come from? Yeah. And how can you change it? Exactly. Because if you can see what it limits you experiencing, how can you free yourself from that to have the experience? And if it feels good for you, what difference does it make whether he's looking in the mirror making faces? Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> you don't so what difference does it make? I've been having <laughs> I mean we've have both remarked at various times at, at people at sex clubs who have been so obsessed with themselves in the mirror, the mirror. and like how their bodies look and you How know, can you even enjoy that's when a, you're so busy looking at yourself? Yeah, and like such an <laughs> go within. Space. That's that's a good key to start with. It's the conversation yeah. to yeah. goes within to yeah. go within yourself. What do you want? And people don't. Okay, not generalizing, but a lot of uh, friends and and people that we just chat to, so afraid of change, so afraid of the conversation. And when Jonty and you know Jonty did a talk about about hard communi- hard conversations. And when you look at all the coach and all the work that has been done around business and business success, what is success? It follows about a hundred failures, right? Mm. So don't try to understand or know, predict the future where this conversation is going to take you with your partner. Believe that if you're doing it from the right place, from a real genuine place of love for yourself, mm. love to your partner, the conversation will yield wonderful, wonderful fruit. You know, there's going to be, you don't know where you're going to get. So, don't limit yourself and try to predict the consequences of uh. the conversation. Yes, it's going to be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be, it's new. It's you have to be courageous. To be. You have to believe in yourself. You have to want more, but isn't going to be worth it. Isn't the success of that conversation uh. of you guys opening up and you don't have to go, you know, there's unbelievable belief that people, people say, okay, I want to express to my partner that I want to have a threesome tomorrow I'm expecting to do the threesome it's not going to be like oh, I'm that. expecting you to be okay with it exactly it's okay to have a different belief about it and let's see where we can meet each other it's halfway very, it's very different mm. if I'm expressing you don't have to oblige but I would like to express myself and mm. wait in patience to see what it does to you because I care for you it's not only about me it's not only about you so yeah. that becomes then an interesting question so of the women that you work with how open are the conversations, even just amongst themselves? Never mind partners or, or in relationship. How openly are women sharing? Well, um, to such a large extent, there's still it's, it's still very taboo, I must say. Hey? Mm. Um, it's still very taboo where you find if another woman shares their desire, she's almost judged for it. Like, oh, how can you? I've never even thought of, of that. Yeah. You're always comparing yourself to the other person to sort of weigh and benchmark yourself. Where are you? Because the less you know, again, there's the belief that the less you know, the purer you are or the more innocent you are. And people love innocent people, you know. Um, and, and that's, that's where such a that's such a shame. You'll find it's such a myth. You'll find that, um, we, we say to the women that talk a lot about intimacy or whatever that they're wild, you know, oh, like you're so forward. Like, how can you know about this mm. and this? You've been around. Like I said, that it's, it's all, always a sign of you've been around and not necessarily that you've, you've got the, ex- you could have had all this experience from one person because of the depth, um, mm. of the relationship that you've had, you know? Um, so it's, it's still such a shame that we still have these labels in our heads, in our minds about, 
things that we feel uncomfortable about or things that we've never even heard about before that. Just now I learned the other word. What is, what is it? Lectophilia. Lectophilia. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's for me, but I'm open to hearing about mm. it. And now I'm curious about it to see where do I fall into the space or mm. have I ever had anyone? You know, now I'm curious going back and thinking, do I know anyone who's curious about it? And from now I can have conversations about it and see how many people do I know that, you know, I actually Liking the idea of this, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's good to be open minded, even if you don't understand. It's not your job to feel comfortable all the time to mm-hmm. make yourself feel comfortable. Allow yourself to not feel comfortable. Um, but be curious, like I said, about what is it that I like or what is it that people are saying? Even if you don't mm-hmm. want to try it, you know yourself, you know Absolutely. your limits, you know, but let, let intimacy, anything to do with intimacy be a beautiful experience. Make it one, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself. Um, if so. Don't of, make it taboo. <clears throat> so a lot of that limitation, is it coming from upbringing, from culture, from so society, y- tribal issues? From a lot of things. So um, growing up, yes. and this is my personal experience now without labeling anyone. Yeah. Growing up, you were told Where to, did you grow up? Uh, in the East End. Okay. Yes. In the East End. That as, says it all. I mean. <laughs> Why? In a township <laughs> called Fosloras. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, growing up, you were told often to close your legs because... If you even open your legs, then you're a bad woman. You're a bad girl. You're, do you understand? So there was that shame of what's in between my and that's legs from, as, as growing from up. From the time you know? you're really small. Yeah, when you were really small. So there's firstly that shame of what's in between my legs is dangerous. And it, that brings incredible disconnect. Exactly. And then secondly, I was told that if you even laugh with the boy, you'll be pregnant. You oh, know? so I stayed away from men. I hated men. I didn't want to mm-hmm. say, you know, you can imagine as a teen, you see this guy who's cute, but you're like, yo, I don't want to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. You look away, you know. <laughs> wow. There was, so, wow. So and there that was, was a serious belief. As a teenager, I mean, I only started dating when I was um, in my second year of varsity. And that's because yeah. now I figured that you were not going to get pregnant. That I was oh. not going to get pregnant. Okay. Um, so you, there you was researched. no, there was no sex education. No sex education. Never had conversations about intimacy. I've never seen my parents being affectionate with each other. I've never seen anyone right. around me being affectionate with each other. So was, was that common? Very common. And this is, for, for, I speak for at least 80% of the blacks yeah. when I say this. You'll never see your parents kiss. You'll never see your dad spanking your mom's ass or nothing like that. Yeah. You know, they even have this special vac- vocabulary for, for intimacy mm. where they'll make it sound like, uh, no, I've reached Pulukwani, for example. That means I've reached my orgasm. Or like, uh, meet me at Pulukwani. Like, like, like they have terms that are so not even related to sex, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, you're sitting there and they're talking about <laughs> sex. What are you doing? Uh, there's a, there's a oral, oral oh, delight. So there's this really, there's really weird disgusting pervert named David Levinson outside the studio who's licking a rhino's ass while sticking his tongue but his into tongue game a is strong, hey? donut. <laughs> His tank game is strong. It. Dave, I'm tweeting it just for you to know. I want to see the donut again, though. It was quite arousing for me. Did you see that strong yeah. tongue? It's gone. To the right? Strong, strong tongue. The strong tongue. Yeah, there was something rigid about yeah. Which is an interesting thing in terms of, of time spent with the tongue, but we'll come back to that. Carry on with what you were saying. So, yes. So, it was... Uh, what the issue of of what's in between yeah. my legs being dangerous? The issues of of boys being so about even the parents. You said the parents, the parents not being and affectionate. At school, there was no sex education. No, even if there was, it was about AIDS, purely yeah. about AIDS. You know, Nothing it was it wasn't pleasure. about pleasure. No, 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 no. Um, and then church. Oh my word, church messed us up. Wow. 
Well, okay, know. okay. We, <laughs> Church Master, I want to say that our wonderful friend that uh, does amazing, that you interviewed for uh, celib- about celibacy, yes. being celibate, he, ha- he, we had a coffee last week, and it's a wonderful man that was very, very involved with uh, with the church, and was a goody, 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 goody too. She's like he was a, a church leader and everything. And he told me last week in the coffee something even more scary that I, I scarier that I didn't know that actually there's two people that he knew that r- tried to to have a baby for years, and then they realized because you're not even allowed to talk about sex education, he tried to all the time fuck her thighs. So it was. Two grown people, but there were such good Christians and they were such, you know, they were not even looking in internet and they really believed that this is the Lord, this is the way you should behave. So for years he was trying to, to fuck between her thighs, but not in her vagina. So of course they won't be able to conceive a child. And actually, you know, that's, that's something that came to him. So he was, he was amazed that when you're trying to be good, then you're not allowed to research. You're not allowed mm. to actually look and, and, and educate yourself yeah. because God sees everything. Yeah. So yeah. it goes to the micro level of not even allowed to think. Yeah. And then you become very sick. You know, that specific guy yeah. wanted to really to commit yeah. a suicide. He was just depressed. The threat of people who are sexually free to religion is enormous. Uh, and that's one of the biggest depends things which of control. Religion, but yeah. Christianity, Judaism, the mono Any of mono those God. monotheistic yeah. religions um, mm. that are very patriarchal. Yeah. Just be like us. Worship the yoni. Worship <laughs> the lingam. And I have joined the movement. There you go. <laughs> out, out. Absolutely. There we go. Bow down before. Yeah. So, so there was the issue of that. And, and it's almost like... There's so much, and, and then society as a whole as mm. well, on top of the church, you know. So there's so much that is done to govern what's, what's between your, your mm. pussy, basically. There's so yeah. much that is, there's so many rules, you know, from the government to, because this is such a powerful thing that can you imagine if they, we were let loose and we were told that, um, we, we are not sluts. We would be out there bonking on the trees and making you guys late for work and making the <laughs> president not work, you know, because it's such a powerful thing that, a lot is invested into governing it and saying, this is wrong, this is right, you know. It's funny no. that we say God, God is, uh, God is <clears throat> what will punish you about what you do with your vagina, but doesn't punish you about what you do with your nose or ears. Yeah. Isn't it funny that he doesn't care what you do with your, why would he care? And I mean, we've got the clits. The, it, this thing is useless, guys. The only, the only thing it's, it's, it's not good useless. for is, it's not being used. No, no, but I'm saying that it's funny how everything else in our body is connected. The hands are connected to the mind and so forth. You know, the veins are connected to something else. It's not connected to anything. It's bu- purely built for pleasure, for your pleasure. Right? They can remove it, you'd still go on to live. You will not die because it's not associated with anything else but pleasure. And then we say God created this thing, but He doesn't want us to use it. Why would He put, why would God give you a sweet and and say not eat it to a kid? You know? (laughs) That's the thing, that everything in your body, regardless of whether you believe that it was created by God or it's the result of this evolutionary process, there's a purpose to it. Mm. And how do you fulfill the purpose? You express it. You allow it to do what it does. What it was created for. for. That's it, one way yeah. or another. Which reminds me, there's another resource that we need to add to this because it's so much in line with what you were saying. It's a, a TED Talk by a woman called Peggy Orenstein. Mm. And she talks about how young women view their pleasure. And in terms of education, how men are taught about erections and orgasms, and women are taught about periods and unwanted pregnancies, pregnancies. and there is nothing about pleasure. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know anyone. And I was just saying the other time that it's funny how I know a lot of women, Jonesy, um, who have been sexually abused, for example. And, you know, they, we, we give them, uh, a round of applause for standing there on stage and talking about how they survived rape from a gang, from, from whatever, you know. But we never quite hear women saying that, oh, I'm so pleasured. Mm. Um, it's not even funny. Like, I'm overfucked, you know. I'm, we I'm, celebrate the pain, not the pleasure. Not, not the pleasure of it. I, I don't know anything positive associated with sex, to be honest yeah. with you. How did you start and your whole journey? So this is what, this is what motivated mm. you? So I wanted to liberate myself from, firstly, what I believed in. About my body It came about The size of my body For example Even I had issues with it For so long So it's just Your curious. <laughs> Thank you Did you see my bum? I did <laughs> Your heart Your say is nothing on me <laughs> Honey you're like You're hot So it, it It starts with Liberating yourself oh. You know it's funny That we're getting to a point Where we're liberating ourselves In terms of economy uh, Education Politics But we're not touching On the aspect of Our sexuality You know yeah. And that's why I feel that there's a lot of healing that black people need to do when it comes to intimacy because we have just made it such a taboo thing to mm. even converse about. You know, um, the only time I've got one of the clients that I have who said that, you know, my husband doesn't want us doing any other style but a missionary because he feels that it's evil for yeah. us to do anything. And, and there's a lot of belief around mm. this, you know, and, um, that she feels like she doesn't have a place she, she feels wrong. When it, she's, she's, she's already, yeah, she's lost, she lost the battle before it even started. You know, mm. what type of conversation are you going to have with somebody that believes, um, his belief is so rooted in religion that it mm. affects your, your own marriage. You're putting your marriage in the line here, but because religion, religion, do you understand? Yeah. And you know what's fascinating about what you've said about liberation? That, um, the real revolution is actually still the sexual revolution. Because it doesn't matter how economically free you are. You are, exactly. It doesn't matter how politically free you are. Until you have freed yourself sexually, all of those are actually in a way quite meaningless because they're based on systems of empowerment. Yeah. That are not yours. Exactly. It's, it's the sexual revolution is your own freedom. Yeah. Not about an economic system. Mm -mm. Not about whether capitalism is better than socialism or federalism or whatever else it is that we're doing. It's not about which party is ruling the country because they're all the fucking same anyway oh, to some tell extent. Tell me about it. <laughs> but that's its own other story. The sexual revolution is our own personal that you can own revolution. That's it. You know? And um I think for me as well it's so much of our lives is attached to, to intimacy, to sex, to mm. our pleasure that we don't even know about it. Yeah. You know, money is attached to your pleasure, whether you want it or not, you believe it or not. Um, your, your, your life just in general, you know, what you attract as well is so much of it is, is attached to your sexuality that your health. I mean, goodness, the poor women that don't even get to orgasm, yeah. they miss out on so much. Listen, of the studies that are coming out now about the link between pleasure and sexual fulfillment and emotional fulfillment and every aspect of health are enormous. Yeah, the hormones the that get to be released from you having pleasure yeah. are very essential for your life, you know, for your well-being, you know. And it's funny um, that when you're pleasured, you know, even traffic, you don't mind it. You can sit in traffic for two hours. You know, music sounds sweeter, food tastes nicer. You know, there's there's so much yeah, that... You have a much greater connection you've got, to life. Yeah, you've got a clear balance. You know, you're, you've mm. balanced your, yourself in your life. And it, it makes things easier. You're more productive at work. You, 
you you are easy to be around as well you know It's, you know we have to we have to also really mention science wise and you know women are sitting right now listening maybe you know nodding their heads saying they don't know nothing and it's if you just open your eyes you will see that science is backing this up C- good connections good intimate connection between the parents are actually connected direct link to healthy healthy mind healthy body healthy you know healthy psychology for the child and good intimate connections and intimate relationship between the parents and it obviously trickles down to the child mm-hmm. you know when you actually being touched and held and you also not being resent you're not resenting your own body you don't resent anybody else's qualities you don't judge because this is where it starts when you start judging yourself of course that's the first thing you're going to do with your friends in class you know it's it's yeah. lack of acceptance it's really and that all has to do with tools to deal with intimacy which we don't have so kb in terms of 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 change um so can i talk about how old you are yes yeah she sounds like she's like a doctor for something okay. <laughs> she's so, only 34 okay. okay so how much of this is changing i mean you've grown up in a generation how much of it is changing in in younger people today Look, um unfortunately what I'm seeing is it's still got a lot to do with just the penetration of sex and that's it. There's yeah. no education behind it. There's no emotion around it. Mm. There's no So now yes, the generation after me, you know, is they're becoming liberal about it, you know. You see them embracing each other, being affectionate with mm. each other, but you, they're still not getting it. It's still at a base where it's just penetration, nothing else. It's just about at least they own that part you know yeah. um but there's still a, a whole lot to learn about sex and the emotions of it as well more than just it being a physical act where you penetrate and that's it and and that's the end of yeah. it so you know? i read something a few weeks ago that really struck me it was we know how to have sex which is the act of penetration but do we know about sex the emotional connection the energy the possibilities intimacy sensuality communication all sorts of things yeah. around that and that's what we don't know and that's the education that we're not getting yeah we still don't know how to create safe spaces for each other yeah because it takes a lot to allow yourself to be vulnerable in sure. front of a man or a woman and and allow you to do what you want to do with them and allow mm. them to do what they want to do with you so just the space where we allow each other to be vulnerable without you needing to be masculine and and lead in the bedroom and show me that you're a man in in other ways you know we still need a lot of women still need the safety net um when they get naked you know um i know some of the women were saying that you know i never have sex with lights on for example because i just hate how my body looks mm. or i just hate that my boyfriend one of the boyfriends or exes that i've had um were so mean to me that they said horrible things that it affected me to this day where you know and it's just not women only even even guys that are very insecure about their bodies lately where we expect you know when when we watch porn we see this these women that don't have stretch marks their breasts are so right they they've clearly never breastfed mm. or never done that uh, what what is this lactose <laughs> you know um that the expectation on the standard is that you can only be um sexy and only undress when you, when your body is right for it if mm. it's not just cover it up and let it be about the basics which is just about mm. your vagina or your penis and nothing else you know how how much porn is there in the black community how much porn are people watching i mean it's, it's a really broad question yeah. of yeah. the people that you work Engage with and with are in them. contact with so 
80% are actually watching porn. Okay. Right? They watch it. And that becomes and, and their model for sex. And that becomes a sex. secret for them, a little dirty secret yeah. where they feel dirty for just, it's almost like every day, ah, why, why, you know, you hit yourself, like, yeah. why did I watch it after you feel guilty? But I'm still and, doing it. Yeah, but I'm still doing it because I like it and I like yeah. what I saw, you know, but I'm still so guilty I about it. I that part of exactly, myself. Exactly. Where your boyfriend doesn't even know that you watch porn or your husband doesn't even know that you watch porn. He watches porn alone, you watch porn alone, yeah. and that's it. And you don't share it. And you don't share it. You never watch it together because a woman who likes porn again is a woman who is dirty yeah. and is slutty and is, you know. And is that becoming what people are seeing in porn? Is that becoming their model for sex? It is. So much of it is becoming a model where, like I said, the expectation is that you must, when you ask them how long should sex last, for example, mm. the expectation is, is it must last an hour. Who, who, who's got that energy? Because you, you know, see it in porn. Because you see it in porn, but they're using stuff and it's edited as well, you know? That's, of course, that's it's edited. The thing. <laughs> so listen, everybody, let's get this very, porn is a fantasy. It's people acting. Whether the actors even enjoy it or not, is irrelevant in second. It has nothing to do with it's anything. It's an industry. It has, it has no and root in reality. Well, there's vaginas and cocks and asses. Yeah, That's the connection. Yeah, but if your model is porn, you are not getting anywhere near what's real. And we talk about it on the show again and again and again. But people are still doing it. I mean, you know what's amazing? Do you know what average age young people are first exposed to porn today? Twelve, even less. Even less, by about age eight. Mm. And it's nothing to do with anything other than the devices that we have, because it's not whether people go looking for porn, because a lot of kids don't, and a lot of kids at home, you know, they have adult filters on. Mm. Um, but I heard a wonderful story, not a wonderful, it was a story the other day, where a young girl of age eight or ten, she was looking for, for something for, for an outfit, so she typed in, she was looking for black tights. And there we <laughs> she go. Know, she didn't know how to spell. She typed in black, black tits. T-I-T-S. <laughs> so what's going to come up? Wow. There you, and and we're laughing, but it's actually it's so true. disturbing. It's what yeah. it is. Because she didn't know how to spell tights. Yeah. So she spelled it the way she thought she should. Uh. T-I-T-S. Yeah, and, and young kids as, as young as seven or, or eight are actually having conversations about sex. But, you know... um, I've got a daughter, she's eight, and the other time she was on my phone, she actually Googled sex. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, so we are there already. That means they're starting to have the conversation. Yeah. And when you ask, okay, so where did you learn about sex? Where did you hear about it? Um, she's like, no, my friend was saying that when she grows up, she's going to have sex. So I wanted to know what it is. And th that was an opportunity for me to talk about it, to not be what my parents were to me, where if you even mentioned the word, you would get so slapped. It's not even funny, mm. you know, you were not even allowed to breathe that word. <laughs> and when, um, I remember those were the days of days in the bold. So whenever the characters are kissing, you would pretend like you're not even in the room. You would keep yourself busy with something else because it was such a taboo and such an embarrassment, such an act of shame that even to this day, it takes a lot to bring yourself out of that state where mm. sex is such a shameful thing, but yet so exciting. You like it. It's nice, but it's, you know, you, there's so much guilt around it that we carry um, with with intimacy and sex as, as as a whole, you know. Wow, it's such a huge thing because it really is impacting on so many people's lives in so many ways that we actually have no idea about. 
I mean, the depth of of impact that it has yeah. on on relationships, on happiness, mm. on on health, on so many levels. How do you tackle it? How do you bring? What do you do to make the world a better place? I talk about sex, <laughs> and I actually bring those uh, <laughs> uncomfortable, <laughs> bring those uncomfortable discussions um, to. Yeah. To life, but also and this is what people need is a platform. Yeah. You know, in every one of my workshops, regardless of what the topic of the workshop is, one of the th- pieces of feedback that we get afterwards is how important it is for people to have a forum to talk about things openly and to find out that they're normal. They're not alone. And their fantasies are normal. Yeah. Because you think they're unique, but there are some other people in the world who have the same little kinks that you have. And you're normal. I know a woman, and this is so funny. I know a woman uh, who says who said that every time she got horny, she would pray because she thought that was the devil. Yeah. You know, so every time something happened in her kids, she would just pray about it because that's the devil. Can you imagine living a life like that? And then I know as well a guy who um, is married um, and says, you know, sex with my wife is just... For making babies Nothing mm. else But then I have this dirty secret That I go every day Or whenever And sleep with A prostitute And I get my pleasure From there But yeah. I, but then I come back To my wife And I don't even want her To do the things That yeah. that prostitute does how, pre- how prevalent Is that idea? <sighs> it's such a shame That you have This creature This woman That you claim mm. to love And you You've allowed yourself In your mind To be So Clustered with with things that don't matter That you mm. forget that she's got needs She's a human being And you're out there Pleasuring yourself secretly What about her? Do you not think that she's got the same needs um, Or that she, she she has the same She desires the same experience You know what, what? I don't understand why is it that you would mm. There's nothing wrong with going and sleeping with a prostitute By all means go and do it if you want to But the minute that you Are something else at home And you don't allow even The slightest um, opportunity to 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 be that with with your wife or your husband or whatever, mm-hmm. and you are something else. You've got two personalities the way that I see it, you know. Um, and again, it's such a shame that we have these secret lives that we feel so embarrassed about when we actually normal, like you said. Yeah, there's no authenticity. There's no. In it. So I want to ask you about promiscuity, but I want to say something first. So this is to all of the people who feel guilty about having sex. And this is John T's personal opinion. That's all. You don't have to believe it. But if you want to try it, it could be really fun. Here's the simple truth. Whatever God there is out there, whatever power there is out there, whatever is running the universe, wherever it comes from, wants you to have the most pleasure in every single way that you can. And wants you to have the most beautiful life that you can in every single way that you can. And wants you to have the most love that you can in every single way that you can. That's wonderful. Full stop. And the rest of it's commentary on that. The women that you work with and that you're in contact with, what are the levels of promiscuity like? Are people having a lot of sex with a lot of people? <laughs> so it's got different stages for those who've been married. I get yes. a, so so here's my clients typically. Yes. It's women that are single wanting to get back into the dating game. They don't know how to. Give me an age group for that. So uh probably between 25 and 45 and okay. then it's divorcees, women that have been divorced and like they're like how do I get back to the you know I've always had my husband mm. no one else. How do I get back 
to the groove of things. How do mm. I get back to, how, how do I get my spark back? How do I get my sexuality back? You know, how do I own it? And then, um, it's women that are married as well saying, how do I, I love this man. How do I bring fun into my marriage? You know, um, and. And are women more open and bringing it in, bringing new things in than men? I find that they struggle with communicating the tr- their truth. Women struggle to, more. Yes, to men. And that's because they fear rejection and because men still have so much power that once a man calls you a B-word, a bitch, for example, then that taints you already as a woman. You know, men have power in, in, in the words that they use to describe women. Hence, mm. they've got terms like slut, whore, to, to just demean you. You know, um, so no woman wants to be called that, well, except for me. But, uh, <laughs> me too. We're going to start a different this campaign of me too. Me too, I like to be called whore. Uh, this is really revealing. Bitch. Hey, bitch. 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 But, um, it, it's, it's funny that we use words to box people, but we use words to intimidate, intimidate bully. Yes, exactly. And limit Push people. Push you back to the you box. Um, especially sexual words, they have such a big, they carry such a big value yeah, and, and big carry enormous power. You know, um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, women. So, like I said, with my target audience or my audience generally, so a lot of women are now allowing themselves to be fucked. <laughs> what do you like that? <laughs> I love <Yeah>. this face. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? Allow themselves to be fucked. They are allowing themselves to have pleasure from different places, different mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. from different experiences, and they're loving it. So you becoming know? much more open, open about it, and without the guilt, because that's where that's where the trick is. Do what you want to do with your life without the guilt. Mm. If you want to be promiscuous, by all means, go 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 ahead and do it, but without the guilt. You know, when you understand yourself better, and you don't allow yourself to be defined by what you do, for example, for pleasure. Um, I mean, you don't allow yourself to be defined by what, by what you do for a living, you know? Well, uh, so why? most of people do still define yeah. themselves. Yeah. Because yeah, very often that's the first question people what do you ask do? when they meet. What do you do? What do you do? Are you married? Do you have children? And then that's like in a box. Yeah. And, and then label. they bench you like, okay, yeah. you're here. Do you find that the women that you're engaging with, do they go, do they go back to their hometowns to find the new, you know, the new adventure or do they go far? Do, where do they find those people that have more mm. tolerance uh, where do they what, how do you really go back to the game so women want here's two things that women want they want the pleasure mm-hmm. they want the facts all of them but they also want the commitment but it's very hard well, they feel like you have to give up the one to have the other so you can't find the same you can't, you can't find, find marriage if you you are being a whore or a bitch or you know so much and you love sex so much you know you can't and that's where again the black mentality is where you, where you think you need to give up one to have the other but you yeah. know I and must say from my sorry to interrupt but in my experience as a white Israeli you know woman not necessarily only in South Africa when I was after a 10 years relationship and I discovered the intimate or conscious sexuality field and it comes with a lot of open mindedness and trying new things I really didn't I I really didn't find anybody to really match, you know, match where I am at and to think about establishing a connection till I found my, you know, my partner, till I found York. It's something that actually took years because it is much more specific. Mm. There is, there is kind of, you, you almost have to resign from the union, mm. the union of, okay, this is going to be marriage, going to be an institute. You're going to provide for me. I'm going to be a good wife. After you resign from all that, then you say, okay, I'm going to be independent. 
I'm going to provide, wow. maybe even for myself, yeah. I'm going to be liber- sex, sexual, liber- liberated sexually. I will talk about my needs. Then I would just, I just want you to be my friend and my partner. That's all. That's all I want. High five. High five. Uh, yeah, shame. Sitting there, not it's, sure it's, if he's did so a good coming, deal or not. It's starting to create relationships from spaces of want, not of need. Yeah. yeah. But we have to free ourselves before we can do that. Yeah. And again, we have to go inside of ourselves because anything outside is not going to do that. Yeah. And remember that previously relationships were designed as a survival mode for so yes. long. Like she mentioned that it was about the husband providing for me. Yeah. And now that I am this independent woman who works and is financially um, okay, doing okay, I've got my house, I've got my car, I've got... But, but now that I've got those basics covered, can I have then my other needs covered? Mm. Can I have my sexual needs being met? And that's where I'm finding a lot of women are. Mm. A lot of women that I talk to are independent, middle-class black women who are doing well, but they're just not finding um, their match. Yeah. Uh, and Is it's that a because men are not asking the same questions? So I think black men are trying so much to catch up. Yeah. Um Emotionally, physically, financially, um, sexually as well. You know, like I said, that women have been the ones that are having the conversation and opening themselves to have the conversation mm. that you find black men are out there stuck. It's very few that, uh, that are open. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you something interesting here because a lot of people think that men are more sexually adventurous and open than women. And this is across the board, whether you're black or you're white. And I have worked with people for almost 20 years in the field of conscious sexuality. I've been involved in helping run some sex clubs over the years and all the workshops and everything that I do. When a woman gets in touch with that sexual power and even that sexual curiosity, Mm. her energy becomes so much stronger than a man. And there is such greater willingness to explore as soon as she feels safe to do that. But does she become intimidating to men with that? Yeah, because a lot of men are terrified of that female sexual power. Because firstly, they know they can't match it. It's going to expose them. Yeah. And they know that they can't keep up with it because she's going to fuck you to death and ask for more. <laughs> Can you produce that? Can you match her sexual energy and her openness? And there's this interesting thing that says that, that men are much more non-monogamous than women. Mm. And the truth of it is totally different. Yeah. Um, that's very true. That's very true, eh? And that's across the board. Whether you're black or you're white, that's a human being thing. And Regardless then, of the color of your skin, that's inside of you. Yeah. Mm. And then there's the issue of polygamy where they say that a man needs three or four wives mm. because they're sexually more active. And, you know, a woman can't keep. I actually think if it's it's measured on the basis of sexuality and sex, then it should be the other way around. Of women should be having four or five guys because we can take it. You know? So not only <laughs> we can take it, we have different, I think we, we're many times much more uh, versatile. So one day we want the pleasure and the sex and the, the sensuality and the relaxation. One day we want to be fucked like there's no tomorrow. One other day we want to be kinky. You know, we have a lot of, I don't think, I don't think it's woman only, but there is an amazing uh, variety. There, there's a wonderful side to our sexuality that is versatile. And I want to say something. Gareth this morning, Kind of pointed it out. If we're going to be busy of pleasing, staying in the box, so that's a, <laughs> that he read a letter to us mm-hmm. that basically a listener said, you are this and that. And he said, fuck you. I can say whatever I want. And this is why Cliff Central was created. And that's why you are sitting here and John T is sitting here. 
we are provoking, we are allowing ourselves to say things that are not in the norm. So, yes, you are listening to things that make you, as, as you said in the beginning, make you feel uncomfortable. Cringe. What about feeling uncomfortable for a change? And that is something that also happened to me in my sexual journey. Whenever I discovered something I'm uncom- uncomfortable with, I managed to realize that this is a reaction I should actually go within and check why. Yeah, be curious So stop about pointing it. out fingers once you're uncomfortable that this is a Satan and this is, you know, this is a rotten woman. She's, you know, she's not yeah. going to do any good. And maybe just think, why do you feel like this? Mm. Be, be a man about it, be a woman about it. And so just I'm going to be really flipping for a moment. Be flipping. And, and cause normally I'm like the very serious day. one <laughs> in the show. Are you? Yes. No, you're not. So I'm going to be very flipping for a moment. Everything's more comfortable with lots of lube. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of lube, I tell you. Maybe I should lube the people. Watch your taste. Try to. By the way, Lots that's why people that come to Central to water workshops and yeah. massa- uh, water flow massage, they they be, you, ca- you can't argue with an experience. And I must tell you, on Tuesday night we had such a beautiful. I know. I chatted to somebody who was there. Massage. It was just. But so awesome. let me ask you then, Jonty. In in mm. your line of work, do you find that you? Don't attract black clients and why? Well, do they the, ask the questions? Do they know what you do? Do do they think you're this evil guy? Well, good question, huh? Good it's question. It's a good question, and I don't really know a lot of those answers. But I have worked with with more black women than black men. Okay. Um, and a lot of women are willing to heal. Um, uh, there are um an amount of black women who come and see me, and my process is that we meet and we talk. Okay. What is it about? What's it about for you and what's it about for me? Because there has to be a resonance between us to do this journey. So they never quite bring the other party that they're coming in for yeah. to begin and, with. And, and some, some women are happy to embark on a journey and it becomes beautiful and amazing. And I think some are really nervous because they see of what needs to change. And it's and scary. And how difficult that is. It's very scary. And when a black couple come in or a black man comes in on their own, or a couple, it is awesome because of the possibilities that come from it. And as soon as there's a willingness, it's absolutely amazing. Mm. But it's not an easy journey because the cultural programming, the conditioning and the patterning is so deep that it takes work to fix it. Yeah. And I would love to work with more people um, because that's my mission is how do we create this happiness? And for me, the transformational power of sex is huge. It's not only about that. It's how it impacts on our society yeah. and how when we see more of what connects us, when we see more of what's possible, that's where we can change so yeah. much in this country of ours. Yeah. And then we see the possibility of people. Mm. And that for me is, is the most it's beautiful thing. Yeah. Yes. I also yeah. think that it's very funny that the stuff we carry around us, we've inherited from people who have no clue what they were doing as well. You know, um, we've inherited fears, sexual fears. Yeah. We've inherited sexual beliefs from people. I mean, I know that I, I used to have an uncle who used to ha- hate the color red on any, any woman, mm. red lipstick, red. And you know, I wanted to be, um, his favorite, uh, person in the world. So I didn't want to, you know, get on his bedside. So I also hated the color red for, for, for the longest time, you know, until one day I became curious and I'm like, why do I actually have a problem with the color red? I actually love this color. And then I remembered that no uncle so-and-so had actually an issue with, with the color red, red lingerie, red clothes. I don't know. It was an indication of an of evil being slutty. Yeah. Exactly. You know, um, so here I was for the longest time. I think it t- took me 30 years to even realize yeah. this, that I've inherited this fear and this belief from this person that has totally nothing to do with me. So again, about your sexuality and your, 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 
your desires. Be curious about why you believe the things you do and where, where, where did you inherit them from, you know? Well, I think we need to do more events and talks together, KB, because we need to really reach more people. I think and you should also greater have wonderful discussions so, here. So, absolutely. Yeah. KB, you so are KB, you are welcome back Mm-mm-mm. anytime. We don't make that invitation to too many people. <laughs> I feel privileged. Anytime. Where do people find you? They can find me on social media, um, or on my website, com as well. Thank you. This so. is, and I think we need to have more of these discussions Definitely. because there's so much, um, and time limits us. But really, this was beautiful and thank you for sharing and thank you thank for you. being so, so open. And we wish you all so much pleasure. This is cliffcentral.com.